Welcome to the Industry Insights by SAP podcast series. My name is Josephine Monberg, and I am your host. You are now listening to the COVID-19 special edition of our show. Welcome to our podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Industry Insights by SAP podcast show. And today we are looking at an industry and we're taking a closer look at how that industry has been transformed by COVID. But please understand this is not just about COVID. This is also about the industry in general and what kind of cool stuff is going on in the industry. And to do this, I'm joined by a really awesome guest. And I know it's because I just chatted with him for maybe 20 minutes before the interview. <laughs> so Orson, thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you do? Because I'll let you introduce yourself to everybody. Yeah, thanks, Josephine. And hello to everybody on that call. Uh, my name is Thorsten Wenzel. I'm the Vice President and Global Head of the Industry Business Unit Chemicals at SAP. Actually, I'm working in that team since 18 and a half years. And uh, before uh, I did that, uh, I actually studied chemistry. So uh, I obtained a cool. master in chemistry and chemical engineering. Then I made my PhD in biochemistry. Then the big jump into the industry, I worked three years uh, in Shell uh, at um, the lubricants department and petrochemicals business. Had my first contact with SAP products at Shell, found that interesting. And then I changed uh, the site, uh, joined KPMG Consulting, worked three years as an SAP implementer for chemical and pharmaceutical companies. And then I joined SAP and uh, the industry business unit chemicals 18 and a half years ago. Which is, wow. by the way, a very typical uh, CV. So all my team has a similar um, uh, CV. Uh, so very strong industry background. Mm. That's actually the basis of everything. And then everybody puts the SAP knowledge and on top and how to apply business processes, how to apply um, SAP systems on top of the chemical industry. So you therefore obviously have to understand the industry mm. in detail and uh, that's a must to, to work in my, my team. Mm. First of all, what a cool resume. Didn't even know that. That is, I didn't even know that you had a chemistry background, but like actual PhD. So that's very, very cool. But so tell us a little bit more. Your team is kind of, as far as I understand it, you're kind of the bridge between uh, customers yes. and also the development piece of SAP, right? So you kind of translate the knowledge between the two. So there's uh, several ways to describe our function. Some people say we are the window uh, for the customer into our development organization. And uh, this is actually a nice description because everything uh, which comes out of the industry as an industry specific requirement based on trends we see in the industry that needs to go through our desks uh, uh, in my team we have to consolidate that uh, to really see is this really the industry perspective or it is is it just the perspective of customer xyz uh, we consolidate uh, that and bring this uh, then in, uh, as a business case into our portfolio round uh, and make this then happen with uh, development and what comes out of development is then rolled out to the industry. Mm. And uh, we usually do that uh, with a lot of strategic customers where we have a close relationship uh, with, but we actually prefer to do it uh, with user groups. Mm. And uh, for historic reasons, we have a great relationship with the German Chemical Industry Association in Germany. Everybody uh, runs SAP, that's a no brainer. 
but also in North America, we have a, a strong footprint and um, uh, with various industry councils like the chemical um, industry council, we consolidate uh, these uh, trends, uh, these requirements from the industry, bring it into development and later on roll out the product portfolio. Mm. And uh, just uh, a, a quick uh, uh, yeah, perspective on our history. Mm. SAP was founded in 1972. I was in kindergarten in 1972. I wasn't born and, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, SAP in kindergarten was playing with a company called ICI. That was SAP's very first customer. It was a chemical company from the UK. Oh, wow. And with a German subsidiary, um, of ICI at that point in time, our founders developed something which was later on um, branded as R1. Mm. So, uh, there's even people out there saying SAP wouldn't even exist without the chemical industry. So R1 product based on ICI requirements started in 1972 and then R2 and R3 the generic product mm. was very much driven by the chemical industry as mm. well, joining others like BASF, Dow and DuPont and all the chemical companies brought in their requirements. So the generic product was always perfectly serving the needs of the chemical industry, which is an important fact because later on some uh, industries thought they were different from the generic standard and created something called industry solution. Right. Because they were different from the standard, uh, but uh, the standard at SAP is the chemical and pharmaceutical industry primarily. Mm. And therefore we never had an industry solution because we didn't, uh, we, we, had, we did not have uh, the requirement to, to implement that. Mm. I love how you just established the importance of the chemical industry, you know, ruling out all the other industries. So that's taking us off on a, on a good start. But actually, just tell us a little bit more about the chemical industry and how it impacts our daily lives. Because I will be honest and tell you that um, my starting point on kind of that knowledge level is probably a little bit low. It's a great question and uh, it's not uh, a question easy to answer because the chemical industry is a very complex industry. Everybody has an idea what an automotive company is doing, what yeah. a cell phone company is doing. Mm -hmm. You see the products, you know what they are useful for and how you can uh, use them and apply them to your daily life. Chemicals is uh, very different and it's very complex as said. Mm -hmm. There's some estimates around that there's uh, uh, around 70,000 different products coming out of the chemical industry mm. serving uh, the customer industries. So in mm. the old days, the chemical industry was uh, purely B2B based uh, business. Uh, being somewhere between companies on the one hand side, on the supplier side, like oil and gas primarily, but also mining. Mm. So converting uh, oil and gas or minerals into something. Mm. And uh, for the ones of you who remember chemistry lessons in school, this is complex stuff <laughs> and it's quite an investment. It takes time to understand it and the beauty and, but also complexity of chemistry. I mentioned the 70,000 different products. Mm. So it's also very challenging to segment the chemical industry. We pr usually use four main segments, which is basic chemistry, petrochemicals um, on the one hand side, then more the specialty side, mm. and also agrochemicals, including the seeds business and industrial gases. But uh, to be honest with you, there's many companies like uh, starting with number one, the biggest one, BSF, they are diversified and they are active in all areas. 
The important thing is, uh, I would say, uh, that there is a lot of uh, developments in our modern society which wouldn't have been possible without the chemical industry. Mm. And usually if uh, there is a new e-car uh, coming out, everybody speaks about the innovation power of the automotive industry. Right. Lots of these innovations in the e-car actually made in the chemical industry because if you think about new materials, new plastics, yeah. which are way lighter than the old metals like the steel and aluminum you used before, but as stable as these uh, metals, um, this is coming out of the chemical industry. And this innovation was made in the chemical industry working on these specialty plastics for automotive industry. The same for batteries, for the e-cars, yeah? Everything happening on the uh, uh, battery technology and innovations are done, are primarily done in the chemical sector. But then, um, yeah, everybody thinks, oh, these automotive cars are so innovative. But innovations actually happen frequently in the chemical industry. Mm. The other perspective on the chemical industry is certainly sustainability. So chemical in this, uh, industry had always uh, an image problem because many people don't understand uh, the chemical industry are afraid of um, uh, substances coming out of the chemical industry. And there's some reason to be careful with one or the other substance, but it's important to show that um, the benefits are um, um, way more important than the risk. And, but the chemical industry is absolutely committed to fight these risks, to work on topics like sustainability. So in the chemical industry, everybody has understood that today the chemical industry is considered to be part of the problem and everybody wants to become part of the solution as well. Mm. Mm. So it's really an important industry that also kind of creates the foundation for many other industries and new, new innovations and inventions as well. So we've just been through, well, we're still going through um, a global or a worldwide pandemic. And uh, I'm personally in Denmark, so it's, everything's kind of opening up here, but it's still really bad in other places. And there, there's been, of course, huge impacts on various industries. So how's the chemical industry been impacted by COVID or is still being impacted by COVID? Yeah, it, uh, they were beginning at Q3 already, so quite advanced. At the beginning of uh, this crisis, we were hoping for this kind of V-type uh, recovery for the chemical industry. Mm. Now it looks a little bit more like a U-type, uh, like for many other manufacturing industries. I mean, especially chemical companies which depend on automotive industry, construction industry and uh, durable consumer products industry um, are really uh, down. Um, other industry parts in the chemical industry, like everything focusing on the packaging industry, is actually almost not affected at all. I mean, we all know that e-commerce uh, got a huge push with COVID-19, so all the packaging materials, this is something which is um, as active before, if not even more active uh, before COVID-19. But uh, overall, the chemical industry was hit badly by COVID-19. Most of the supply chains are broken. Um, mm. One important reason is uh, in the country where COVID-19 came out was China, uh, obviously. And uh, uh, when I started at SAP 18 and a half years ago, the chemical industry of China was as big as the chemical industry of France. And today it's outperforming the rest of the world by volumes and uh, revenue. So China is clearly producer number one, and this was uh, the first effect on the global supply chains. Uh, this stopped immediately with COVID-19 already at the beginning of the year. 
And uh, so companies had to think about um, alternative supply chains. So uh, that was something uh, which was had to be fixed at the beginning also to keep the, the cash flow up as high as possible. And then to think about yeah, portfolio changes and portfolio adaptions. Mm. There's many chemical products. Um, uh, if you think about products like hand sanitizers, face mm. shields and masks, which can easily or relatively easily produced by the chemical industry. And that was done at the beginning. But I see that the chemical companies more and more are using this pandemic to rethink their portfolio and become more flexible on midterm and long term as well. So you think there's a there's a transformation happening because of COVID, uh, the chemical industry. And of course, in that sense, technology will always play a huge role in Absolutely. whatever transformation yeah. businesses go through in whatever industry they're in. So what are you how are you seeing that technology is kind of helping this transformation? So what I saw immediately uh, in the first customer facing meetings I had uh, during this COVID-19 period and the lockdown uh, I, I uh, experienced here in Madrid in Spain is that most of uh, the chemical companies I talked to see uh, this COVID-19 period really as an accelerator for digital transformation. Mm, right. And to whomever I, I talked, everybody was saying, okay, we need to accelerate our plans, not only just thinking about the digital core, but thinking about digital transformation more holistically and uh, take advantage of all these intelligent technologies which are available as of today. Plus, um, I mentioned before that in the old uh, classical world, the chemical industry uh, was a kind of purely B2B driven industry that is changing drastically. We see a lot of uh, movement into a more B2B to C oriented mm. business models okay. uh, where together with customers, you innovate, you develop something with your customers. And coming back to this automotive example, there's a lot of segment of one relationships of chemical providers into automotive industry, into high tech, um, into construction industry, developing something specifically for this customer, providing a competitive advantage to this customer. And then maybe in a second step, this product might be also positioned to others, but the development is purely uh, happening in a one-to-one -one segment relationship, which is something new. When I started 18 and a half years ago at uh, this department at SAP, I was CRM solution manager for the chemical industry at that point in time. B2B was the model, a little bit of e-commerce and a segment of one was just not existing. Uh, I knew that from my times in Shell in the lubricants business, uh, there we had already in the 90s a lot of segment of one relationships with customers, but not in the chemical industry. And this is drastically changing. And I see this more and more. And this is, by the way, way more profitable than the classical approach we have in the chemical industry. And the chemical industry was always struggling with um, uh, profitability. Mm. Chemical industry is actually a low profitability industry compared to both sides, to suppliers, but also to um, the customers. And due to market capitalization, there was never a big chance for um, chemical companies if the oil price went up to push prices through to their customers because from market capitalization point of uh, view, there was just no chance to push that through into automotive industry or consumer products. Mm, so this is really the time to reimagine business models to actually 
make more right. money essentially. Yes. So yeah. that it's interesting, right? Like something huge happens that really has a detrimental effect, but then if you turn it around, you can create something positive out of it. Um, so you talked just quickly about customer suppliers. So do you think there's new ways that chemical companies are going to interact with those uh, stakeholders to also as a result of what you're saying, you know, about reimagining the business model uh, to operate differently? Absolutely. So uh, coming from this uh, outcome-oriented business model where you work with customers in a segment uh, of one relationship, you don't do that alone. So in many cases, uh, what you do is you bring in a, a lot of partners into the game, uh, especially yeah, universities and research uh, institutes. Mm -hmm and uh, do this co-innovation um, together with uh, the customer. Sometimes it's even uh, competitors uh, being in the boat. So in the chemical industry, it's a little bit like in software. Uh, you have a lot of competitors around you, which are partners at the same time. Mm. And uh, um, in many uh, cases, it's just not possible to work as one supplier uh, with one uh, strategic customer. You need more uh, to join the bandwagon. And uh, uh, this is what, what we see that uh, more and more it's becoming a business of networks, mm. not only between supplier and customer, but also with partners. And uh, in the chemical industry, for instance, logistic providers always have been uh, an essential role um, in, um, in partner management, but more and more we see uh, this also for the development part. So the ecosystem is, is growing and both um, competitors, partners, uh, but also research institutes are part of this development network and need to talk to each other and more and more business processes go across ERP systems. So the future really is going into the business of, of networks and then mm -hmm. ERP systems have to talk to each other, especially if you have um, R&D departments talking to each other on both sides, customer side and supplier side. Right. So sharing is caring, more, yes. more sharing in the future. And what do you, what do you tell your customers then when you, I'm assuming you, you talk to, a, or I know that you talk to a lot of customers. So what are some key takeaways, but perhaps also what do you tell them? How do you advise them to move ahead? Well, this is uh, obviously a, a little bit depending on uh, their situation. Mm, what I right. see first of all uh, is that, uh, and I just had a very good discussion with a US-based chemical company yesterday. They were close uh, to start their S4HANA MOVE project. So mm. coming from ECC, yeah. moving into S4HANA, now with COVID-19, they stopped this planning for a short period of okay. time there to reorganize themselves. And um, uh, everybody is going virtually. So everybody is working from home. So you need to set that up. Not everybody was uh, as well prepared at SAP to move into that world, especially if you think about a more classical industry like the chemical industry. It's completely new to them that everybody is working from home. So they had to set up um, the network and the platform accordingly that everybody is empowered to work mm. from home. So that took some time and that kept the CIOs busy. But that um, was the only delay in the whole uh, thinking. So I, I, I haven't seen a single S4HANA project delayed very much because of COVID-19. It was just this short period of reorganizing everything, but then the pace of the S4HANA implementation was exactly the same as uh, before. 
And coming back to this customer I talked to yesterday, uh, so they are uh, once again uh, yeah, now planning the S4HANA move. They also confirmed that this is a huge accelerator for them. They want to be part of the S4HANA community with the clear purpose to be able to connect with others, mm, their buyers, their partners, and mm. their customers. And this is um, a discussion we have since many, many years. So a lot of chemical companies have gone through consolidation already in the uh, previous years for ECC systems. The ones who haven't now take this S4HANA move as uh, the big consolidation step to have a system which is able to talk to others because it's based on the more or less basic principles. And this is something uh, we are living uh, in chemicals since more than 20 years. Um, based on the standard, we implemented something called best practices for chemicals, which was a pre-configured system of typical business processes, which work in most of the chemical companies. We did it together with a huge group of customers and partners. And this is now part of what we call uh, our SAP model company. So the best mm. practices heritage fully entered into the SAP model um, company for chemicals. And this is something everybody loves in the chemical industry and everybody trusts because this is coming out of the industry and not of, out of SAP's mind or ivory tower. Right, right. So, so kind of, so if you're, you're to talk to customers, you'd say, you know, focus on how you can reimagine your business model. Now's the time to transform both, of course, because of the COVID that's accelerated that digital transformation, but also just because there's so much more revenue to gain if they think differently. And then sharing is caring, collaborate more with your suppliers and create communities where you share knowledge, which will also then help you um, make more money, essentially. Absolutely. That yes. Uh, and two more things uh, to add here. Uh, so, um, Really, everybody in the chemical industry sees this crisis also as an opportunity and uh, as a good point in time to invest. Mm. I recently had a good discussion with uh, the Indian chemical uh, user group and a couple of customers out of different segments out of the chemical industry. And everybody was saying, this is an accelerator for digital transformation. And now is the time to invest into areas like asset intelligence network, thinking mm. about digital twins, understand yes. what's happening on the plant level and how can I optimize that, have the full picture. And on the other hand, it's also the time to say, um, we can't live with a portfolio which is uh, fixed, uh, which is too stable. We have seen the impact of COVID-19. We have to prepare even in the petrochemicals business for a future where this kind of pandemic might come back or a different one might come or any comparable crisis. And we need certain flexibility. Uh, which is not that easy in the chemical industry, especially in the parts which are asset intensive, because if you build something, it's quite an investment and it, it's like a very stable investment. But even though in petrochemicals, you have to um, be uh, yeah, prepared for such kind of situation and you need to show certain flexibility to shift your portfolio from one angle to the other if mm. such a pandemic occurs. And this is something everybody has on high on the radar screen to be more flexible with the portfolio and the portfolio planning. Yeah, that's interesting. That's, I mean, that's something I've done a lot of these industry interviews and that's the one thing that keeps getting mentioned is how do you become more resilient? How do you, how do you build a more resilient business, also more resilient supply chain? Yeah. 
um, and how do you better prepare? Because even if it's not a pandemic or a second round of COVID-19, it might be something else. So, Maybe, um, Josie, just two other things uh, to add. Uh, mm -hmm. So changing a little bit perspective, coming from uh, what are your roots? What is your product portfolio? Now, now what's your impact of your products? And obviously, uh, the chemical industry is an impactful industry, same as oil and gas. Uh, on environment and on society. And um, there's uh, clearly these two topics I mentioned before. So climate 21 is a huge topic. I've mentioned that one. I haven't mentioned yet circular economy. Circular economy is another mega topic we have now in the chemical industry. So once again, everybody knows today the chemical industry is part of the problem, but wants to become part of the solution. Mm -hmm. And if you think uh, through circular economy, the only ones, and just take the plastics example, there's too many plastics out there in the world, and it's also the responsibility of the consumer to recycle the plastics and don't leave them in the, the environment, in the ocean. But uh, the only one who is really able to do the recycling of plastics is the chemical industry, because what happens is usually plastics are collected somewhere and then they get a huge bunch of different plastics. And the only one who really can separate these and uh, recycle them, a mixture of different plastics is once again, the chemical industry. And the chemical industry has understood that and has taken action. To, to help that and really become part of the solution and not just being part of the problem. Mm. So that's another transformational point where you can, as a business, you go in and then you say, how do you, how do you become part of the, of, the, of the circular economy and how do you use the strength that you have as a, as a unique industry to actually help fix that? Absolutely. And you never can lose a trace of your own product. Where does this go into? Which products on the consumer side? You're still somehow responsible for that in a perfect world, in a circular economy based mm -hmm. world. This will come back to you and you will be handled it. Uh, in a recycling process, uh, which should be way more than just waste management. You know? So mm -hmm. we're really taking uh, this very seriously in the chemical industry. It's not about waste management only. Uh, it's primarily about uh, circular economy. It's about uh, recycling of these materials and do something meaningful with it again. Right, right. Such an interesting industry. That's, you know, that's what I love about my job is I get to talk to really interesting people who have so much knowledge about the industries that that do impact us right every single day like you said in the beginning it's actually something that impacts us much more than we think about and the decisions that businesses make in these various industries also impact us so i'm glad that we're working so closely with our customers to figure out well what's next how can we work together how can you not only you know essentially make more money in the future but also use a business model that's sustainable and actually helping our world as a, as a whole. So with those words, Torsten, you were an absolute pleasure. I'm so glad you came on the show. So thank you so much for, uh, for coming on. Josephine, thanks very much. Uh, pleasure was mine. I'm actually a little bit disappointed that it's over already. <laughs> Time was flying and right? <laughs> could have continued for a few hours more. Well, you know, we can always do a follow-up episode. So I think that maybe that's something we should, we should work on in the meantime. But yes, I agree. Time did fly and I had so much fun and I really enjoyed learning more about the chemical industry. So thank you. And to everybody who listened to this episode, Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. 
please subscribe to our channel, Industry Insights by SAP at OpenSAP, Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. To learn more about what SAP is doing to help you cope in COVID-19, you can go to sap.com about global health safety and find free access to select SAP software, tools to support your business, and much more. Stay safe, everyone.